it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So, hello, Lord Simon. Now, just for the sake of the listeners, um, I don't want them to think I am speaking to somebody in the House of Lords or anything really off-putting like that. So, um, Lord Simon Jacobs is your official name, and you have a company or a setup and a community that goes under the name of professional weirdos your little tagline on linkedin is reigniting creativity and curiosity two of my favorite words but then within business and i think this is what we're gonna really dig down into because the title of this podcast is be a real person as you grow your business so it is trying to not just talk about oh isn't this fun isn't this creative isn't this great but actually realizing that you can have a businessy thing going on as well within that space so i've talked way too long introduce (laughs) have i introduced you as you would want to be Yes, that, that was a great introduction. Um, you used my correct title, Lord. Um, <laughs> and you're correct in saying that it isn't um, a House of Lords, it isn't an official lordship, shall we say. Um, it is something that I bought online. But it is, in, it is on my bank accounts. Um, so if you ever need to send me money, it will be Lord Simon Jacobs that you'll be sending it to. <laughs> um, and I've got a bunch of stories I can tell you about the lordship, um, perhaps for another date. Um, but yes, uh, professional weirdos is right as well that's something i'm uh, working on it is it is an official business um mm-hmm. but there is also a, a community on facebook um and i'm sure we'll get into the details of that as well yeah absolutely there's a, it's a big community i i'm well impressed over 700 members in your group haven't you yeah, yeah that's correct we when, uh, did you, when did you just to give the listeners an idea of how how long it takes to build a yeah a facebook group when did you start that Oh, um, I don't know the official date, but it's over a year ago now. Um, it could be, it could, well, it could be, it could be touching, could be touching a year and a half. Yeah. Um, still, that's quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I'll I'll be honest, the interaction is where, isn't where I want it to be. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's something that takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to, uh, I set up, I said the the community was originally set up more for me, um, to find other people who thought Mm -hmm. differently, I suppose. Um, it was originally called "Is the World Strange or Am I?" Um, <laughs> that was that was from a title of a, a song that I really liked. Um, and then it must have been must have been about six months down the line after having created it, I came up with the title of "Professional Weirdos," um, and it's gone through various different guises mm-hmm. of what I wanted it to be, what I do want it to be, um, and it's still still forming shape. Um, What's the biggest yeah. thing you think you're? So if any if anybody out there is thinking of starting on this journey of setting up of trying to build a community on facebook um what obviously there's two aspects to it you can sort of go down the i just want to i just want to engage with interesting people and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that as a thing to do but then there's the if you're building a business of course you've got (laughs) you know 24 hours in a day and it's quite time consuming keeping up a group um 
as much as it grows. So is there, do you see that it does have a potential thread through to the, the whole business story? Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, my answer to that would be yes. The reason I set up the reason I set up the, the group in the beginning was because I was I, I was exploring generally. Um, but there was there was always at the back of my mind because I knew quite a few people who did have businesses that grew on the back of a group. Of course, there was that that was at the back of my mind. Um, the idea that what I have in mind in terms of the business for the group is mainly for me is to have a base of people who can resonate and can support um, not just me, but everyone in the group as well. Um, obviously I'm the leader of the group. I suppose you could say I'm the admin of the group. So I have permission to post things as of when I want. Um, so when I have, when I have a book launch, for example, I have this base of 700 people that I can show it to first yeah. um, to help yeah. hope, hopefully um, give them a chance to be the first people to see it, but also be the first people to help me, help me push it up the ranks as well. Um, yeah. So I've got, I've got a base of people to, to help um so and and that's that's the thread in terms of the business side of things obviously the stuff that i talk about and um run workshops on are the stuff that i put in the groups as well so they're a good sounding board for that as well yeah yeah that's true good sounding board as you say like-minded people's it's market research i guess is another yeah. Yeah. Um, very important thing actually isn't it when you're build, building a business and um so yeah, it, 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 I think they are real sort of, you have to kind of experiment a bit with these groups. And as you say, yep. the interaction and the engagement is something that isn't easy. It doesn't come instantly. So I yep. guess the message is don't give up too quick, um, but equally um, keep evolving it so, yep. so that it works for you. So uh, talking about evolving, great link, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I share with you, this fascination about well let's start at base level humans okay yep. so that, that's a good start um i love the i mean the, the concept behind if actually if you just tell the listeners in a in a few sentences the, the the basic concept behind the idea of professional weirdos the basic concept um is getting people to think differently they're not necessarily getting them to think a specific way. So for example, if you're working in the corporate world, I won't come in and say, you need to think the opposite of this. It's just the ability to um, be open-minded to different ways of thinking. That is the general concept of professional weirdos. I yeah. help people become more open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is the, the springboard to so many things in, exactly. in business, let alone life. So yeah, perfect. The problem for uh, many people, and this happens a lot when you're building a business, is this worry that you're going to not be what you should be in the business world. So if mm. you come from anything like a, maybe a slightly quirky hobby that you're turning into a business, whether you come from some kind of creative background that you're now taking into the business world slightly differently, Whatever it is, well, actually, whatever you do, there's a part of you which thinks, suddenly thinks you've got to put on this other hat and become mm -hmm. this business person. Yep. I certainly have gone through this journey coming from the world of being an actor and then going into sort of business and, ah, um, <laughs> different. and it's taken me the best part of three years to get myself back again. Mm -hmm. So the, 
that there is this odd line between uh, professional and just me as an individual with personality and my own unique ways. And why is that? <laughs> is it, I, I like what you say when you go, we're talking about evolving, when you go all the way back to talking about our ancient brain, Simon Gold. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'll, I'll, co I'll come back to the why is there a line, yeah. but um, what I, would I, would I talk about what I've learned is there's a part of the brain called the limbic lobe. Um, we had that when we were cavemen and women. And that was essentially the alarm system for humans. Um, it was important for us to be part of a tribe back then. If you weren't part of a tribe, you likely wouldn't eat and possibly would get eaten. So it was important to be part of a tribe. And therefore this limbic lobe would warn you if you were doing something that the tribe wouldn't like. So if you weren't behaving, it would pick up on it and tell you, stop doing that. It's not right. Um, and that would stop you from being booted out from the tribe. Unfortunately, unfortunately or not for, you know, um, we haven't adapted our limbic lobes since then very much. The human race has evolved massively over the thousands of, or even millions of years and our brains and limbic lobe system haven't really kept up. So we still get warned when we act outside of the norms. Um, and in this day and age, it's actually the people that do act outside the norms that push, push human, human, the human race forward, essentially. Yeah. It's yeah. about, it's not about completely getting rid of the limbic lobe. It's just turning it down, you know, knowing when you can listen to it and when less so. Yeah, exactly. So this conformity thing is, um, yeah, it is, is a, a thing that we quite naturally get pulled into. There's nothing odd about you at all. If you feel this pull, this is, as you say, down to our ancient wiring, etc. So, yeah, this line between, I mean, I often call it professional and childlike, actually. Mm -hmm. yep. well, yeah. That's a, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good description. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it where it began. Why it is that we we became, why it is that this line exists? But my antidote, or the one thing that I constantly remind myself, um, is from a friend of mine called John Buchan. Um, he runs a company called Charm Offensive, and he does content writing essentially in cold emails, and he does it with humour. And he's had a lot of people say to him. Um, you can't be, you can't use humor when you talk to a CEO or, you know, this works, this, this works well for a startup world, but won't work in a corporate world. And his, his, his response is, his, his, uh, yeah, his response to that is <laughs> at what point has a CEO got that role and gone, okay, no more time for fun now, or I don't want to smile anymore. Does it, you know, at the end of the day, these people are still human. If anything, yep. if anything, being human will, you know, enamor you to them more than being a corporate stooge. Um, so in terms, in terms of the line, yes, there is a line perhaps, but don't be scared to cross it ever so slightly. You know, it's remember that the person behind all of that facade is still a human being. And I don't think any human being would ever tell you that they don't want to smile. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's, it's extraordinary how we get ourselves into that. I mean, people out there will probably have been to networking events and, you know, the first few maybe you go to and you're sat around these tables and part of your brain is saying, 
oh look they're all proper grown-up business people I see this is how we do it I better say this like this and um, and even down to maybe what you're wearing and all those other things and uh, the way you do your website and on it goes on it goes until you have literally drowned out your individuality yep. and then no wonder you feel slightly demotivated yeah absolutely so the, the the reason that you've set up your business in the first place is because you've noticed an opportunity or a gap or something that you want to do differently so when you do nullify this because you've been to these networking events or you're looking around you you eliminate that part of you the, the initial reason you set up that business exactly. um and no, it, sorry I was, I was just gonna say it's important to remember that um you want to attract the people that like you for what you do differently you, oh that's that's worth repeating i love that line say it again you want to attract the people that like the stuff that you do differently exactly and how will they know what that is if you're drowning it out with um conformity uh clone <laughs> conformity clone there we go it's a new character yeah i mean seriously but 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 I guess it's a little bit scary, isn't it? Because because yeah. the other part of you uh, that is worried that you're about to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or whatever, or thrown out into the wilderness to starve, you know, it's quite naturally um, putting these little warning signs out. And and I guess you're thinking one false move on at a networking event, on social yeah. media, on LinkedIn, um, on, you know, one little tweet that I've been a bit more me-ish in mm. and it gets picked up and it says, oh, well, you can't take that person seriously or whatever. Who do you think they are? Or, you know, that's a complete weirdo. Weirdo. We're not, <laughs> we won't be doing business with them. And yep. so you build this script up, but in your, so do you think, what's the tip? Do you do it, do you do it drip by drip? There, it, it is a very personal thing um, and I've, I've had experience on both sides of it. I, I often like to throw myself essentially under the bus and do things that are deliberately provocative and annoying. Um, not, not necessarily to provoke a response. Sometimes it is to provoke a response, but mainly it's to jolt myself out of when I find myself, you know, becoming this boring person. It's to remind myself that you can do things differently. But there is also the argument to say, do things step by step. You know, if you do want to do things differently, do things little by little. Uh, uh, as long as you start, you will eventually get moving, basically. But if you are constantly stuck in the fear of not wanting to share your personality, you'll never actually do it. Yeah, absolutely. Would you describe, I mean, people tend to think of me as being an extrovert. I think it's partly mm. because of the acting background, although yeah. I have to say that you know, I've got quite a nice little dollop of introvert in me as well, but I am clearly fine about putting myself out there in certain ways. But would you describe, because do people make a connection between weirdo, different, quirky, um, out there and extrovert? Mm. <laughs> and would you, I don't think you're, would you say you've got a bit of introvert going on? Yeah, massively. Definitely. I, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know where I would put myself on the scale, but I've heard things, I've heard, I've heard the explanation of an introvert is you need time after, after interaction, essentially. Mm. And I definitely find that that's the case with me. Um, mm. when, when, when I'm amongst people, I can sometimes, it sometimes takes me a while to get out of my shell. Um, 
but equally I don't have a fear necessarily of getting up on stage and doing a talk. Um, but that is something that I've worked on. It's not something that I was naturally drawn mm-hmm. to. Um, exactly. So I, I think, I think you're always on a, an ever changing scale in terms of introvert and extrovert. There isn't one, there isn't one pocket that I'd put myself in. Perhaps, right. natu- perhaps naturally I am more introverted because I, I like, sort of time by myself but at the same time I enjoy the, the points when I am being extroverted yeah um, I, I, I agree and I think um, the uh, I, I think it's Daniel Pink who talks about ambivert um, which I think that's that's where you you should always sort of realize that you've got the the turn up and down volume buttons at your control and that it's quite nice to go into the ambivert <laughs> in the middle as much as possible um, yeah. but you know but kind of yeah, I, I think I think it's just that some people think, oh, I can't be particularly interesting or um, get people's attention by this wow way that I'm being, or if I'm an introvert. But that isn't true, is it? Definitely not. I there 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 are two things that jump to mind when you said that. First of all, is it, it it's a step by step process. Um, you know introvert introvertedness is often associated with shyness because you don't like to possibly talk about yourself talk in front of others um what i would say is start small um so even even having a conversation with a friend about the stuff that you're working on is a first stage you know actually voicing it so you can hear your own voice talking about it is a first step and then you can go then you can go to a network meeting you don't have to do a speech there but you do interact with other people and it might not be a case of you putting yourself forward um starting a conversation but someone else will talk to you and even that even that could be scary but gradually you'll get more used to that and you'll tell your limbic lobe that it's you know <laughs> nothing nothing bad is going to happen you know you might you might talk absolute rubbish for those five minutes but so what that doesn't matter what it doesn't yeah, matter what, yeah because you are not going to get thrown out into the wilderness to start exactly so so yeah. So that's that's one that's one thing. And then in terms of if if you are absolutely paralyzed by going out into the public, start small and write about what you want to say um, and put it out online. Um, you don't have to put it out straight away to every every one of your followers. Share it with one person. See what they yeah. think. I, I mean, I am writing something at the moment called Get Started, um, which is about literally making helping people take that first action whatever it is because we can often find ourselves with analysis paralysis so many different options fear to start and it's just take the smallest action you can to get yourself moving um and so if that if that is just messaging one person who perhaps isn't your best friend but is a good friend and you can tell them about this idea that you have that is that is the first piece of action you can take just putting it out into the world um, Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of just going around in your own blinking head, all the yes. time, which can get really frustrating. Um, yeah. I think what what is also interesting is that you're you're putting this out there. I mean, I know it's a relatively new business. So I'm not yeah. I'm not sort of testing you to tell me about all your amazing clients, but you are yeah. putting it out there to quite you know large corporate um, organisations, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah. just from your experience so far, um, whether or not you've actually had a booking is, is not the point, but what, mm. what's been the reaction from the sort of corporate world about this yeah. whole idea? Yeah, so it's, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, whenever, whenever I talk to someone about it, um, even if I, like, in my head, I'll think, 
this is, you know, our imposter syndrome will kick in even with me. Um, and in my head, whenever I'm talking to someone, they're wearing a suit and tie. I'll instantly think they've tuned out or they're not interested or it's not something they'd be interested in. But a lot of the time when I use the phrase professional weirdo, their ears and eyes will peak, you know, and I'll see an interest. And then when I start telling about the creativity side of things, they, they really sit up and listen um, because a lot of the time it's something that they've not heard before, um, which is a surprise to me because I am in my own echo chamber, essentially, because I follow all of these people that do similar to me. I always think that everyone else has heard about them, yeah. but that's not the case. Um, and then in terms of actual application, I've done a talk for John Lewis and I was really worried beforehand um, wow. because yeah. it's this big business. You know, they, uh, they've been going for, I think, hundreds of years now, 100 plus maybe. And a lot of the, a lot of the staff are um, older than me. I think I have, I have a bit of a, I have a bit of a complex personally with, with uh, pe- people who are older than me. I, I always look up, I always look up to them. That's something that I have to yeah. constantly check myself on. Um, you should look up to us actually so absolutely there, you know there's knowledge <laughs> and there's experience but no, I have I, I have I know you mean, I I have have an, I've got a client who says similar thing they're quite young and they they it is a real worry of theirs that whenever they're speaking to somebody older they something kicks in in their head about ah oh, they're not going to take me seriously yeah there's there's definitely there's definitely that something something in me you know yeah that that, that that's that's definitely something that I, I'm constantly <laughs> All these, all this stuff, but you, but you can see them. So you actually got this gig with John yeah. Lewis. So I, I gave this talk with, with John Lewis. I told them about my, my personal experience in terms of being creative, challenging the status quo. And at the end of the talk, I, I think there were about seventy people in the room. At the end of the talk, um, a good twenty of them came up to me and said it was the best talk they've heard. Full mm-hmm. stop. Um, they've never heard anything like it. Um, I had five people say to me that they want their kids to listen to something like this. I should be doing it in schools. <coughs> so the, the reaction is incredibly positive. And I always make sure that there's one takeaway from every talk that I do. So there's something that you can apply straight away. And I got them all to sign a yes contract. So um, I basically got them all to agree to say yes to every opportunity that comes their way for the next 24 hours. And um, that was... That was that was great because I actually got a message from someone who I did the talk to and said I it, it changed my view. You know, I I actually left the desk for work or I took a call or I went out something that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And for me, that was that was an that was the best reaction I could have hoped for. The fact that I've actually got someone to implement something and change their perspective, even even if it's slightly. I love that. I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm quite a fan of improvisation i've got the book yes and on my shelf oh. you know just that i do that sometimes with with clients we just kind of role play little conversations where i get them to say yes instead of no or, yeah. or but or can't or should mm-hmm. you know and uh, yeah it, i love it just those little little things which are so basic and so human and yet so easily forgotten and very much so uh, yeah i'm a massive fan of what you're doing i i i I think it's great and yeah let's let's take over the world um so in other words you do not have to be wearing a funny hat um you don't have to look like the um what was it raving monster loony party Mm -hmm. you can if you like but that's not what this is about it's you know so the word weird I frequently get called crazy woman mm-hmm. and, and I'm actually would walk down the street and nobody would think of me as being crazy. Mm-hmm. 
perfectly odd. I wear fairly normal clothes. You know, it's. I think what they're saying is that you you are quite real. I think that's what they mean. That you mm-hmm. sort of say like normal things out loud and yeah. <laughs> sort of, um, don't kind of get them all wrapped up in in um, in sort of coating. You know, so. And that doesn't eat equally. That doesn't mean that I go on Twitter and and say something, you know, about politics or whatever, massively controversial just for the sake of being controversial or weird or anything else. Because there's a balance, isn't there? I think if you detect somebody being in inverted commas, a weirdo, I'm going to be a weirdo, then you're probably seeing something and being turned off by it because it just looks so inauthentic and she yeah very much that's um that's why i came up with the the title professional weirdo mm. i the, the 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 light bulb moment in terms of setting up professional weirdos was when a friend of mine um we were discussing what my next career move should be and she said simon you're a bit weird and yeah. uh, and i got 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 her to expand on that and she basically said that the, i've done things differently in the past yeah. Yeah. but i'd applied those different things to the work environment yeah. And that is that is exactly the crux of professional weirdo. It is the ability to see things differently, think differently, but ultimately be able to apply it in a workplace. Um, and in order to apply it in a workplace, you need to have an air of professionalism, whatever that means. Um, there's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a quite a wishy-washy thing, and it's something that we say, oh, that's not very professional. But it's about, it's about making sure that it works in a work context, basically. Well, yeah, exactly. That you're giving value, that you're listening, uh, that you're, you're, you're reliable. That's one definition of professional, yeah. isn't it? That, yeah. You know, there's all sorts, all of those things absolutely apply. You don't just suddenly yeah. chuck all that out the window. And when right. you say childlike, you don't mean that you have a tantrum or that you don't bother going or doing it or, or just sort of, you know, blowing raspberries in the middle of it. It mean, what what we kind of mean, I think, when we think of childlike is open curious um you know ready to do things differently and that's what we must not lose track of and that applies to introverts extroverts um fancy ceos people starting new businesses you name it and so let's let's push this word out there so talking of which as we wrap up is there any you mentioned a book is that in the process it's in the process so i've got i've got two books at the moment that's in the process um one is called 367 weird things to do mm-hmm. and that is uh, as it says on the tin is a list of 367 things that will push you a bit outside your comfort zone get you doing things slightly differently um and there's a psychological reasoning behind all of them um, and it's something it's something that you can do every day yeah I, I i've done it 367 so there is one thing for every day but you can do it as and when it's just something to get you thinking differently when you find yourself sort of a bit stagnating um and then there's another book which i'm currently in the middle of finishing which is called get started yeah. and that is exactly it so people so in order to be able to be in the loop for getting those things um yeah. Talking more to you, possibly putting you out there um, yep. to companies and individuals. Well, where's the best connection point? The two, the two places that I would recommend connecting with me in is being part of the Professional Weirdos Facebook group. Um, that's, yeah. that's, it's a great group full stop. There's loads of content, loads of fun people in there. And then LinkedIn. Um, yeah. I'm always sharing stuff on LinkedIn and I'm always getting messages on there. So I'm yeah. ready raring for anyone, anyone who wants to reach out, whether it be asking for advice on how to be a bit weirder at work um, or looking for someone who runs training or workshops or if you're interested in the books. 
Excellent, excellent. Oh, well, let's hope. Yeah, go go do it. Go connect with Simon or Lord, as we like to call him. <laughs> and um, this has been a, I, we could chat for hours, but this has yeah. been a fascinating conversation. Um, maybe come back again in um, series two or whatever, Simon, yeah, and uh, keep in touch. Lovely Absolutely. Thank Thanks. you very much, Trisha. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Two steps. First is a mindset reframe. Just start looking at people differently. Just because they're older or in a higher up position, uh, famous, whatever it is, remember they're still human and actually they're going to like a bit of humour. It's going to be a breath of fresh air if something more original comes their way. Second step, start getting your ideas out there. You'll only educate your limbic lobe to be less wary if you start getting it out there. Have a conversation with a friend to start with. Tell them about your idea. If that's too much, maybe just write something, a blog. You don't have to do it all in one big go, but start getting your original, quirky, creative, different ideas out there. lot of fascinating stuff you might need some show notes so head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available i give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it look forward to the next episode Never be replaced.